Welcome to Self-Talk with Dr. Ray Self, the place where you can get real answers to tough questions. Jesus promised you abundant life, but poor choices and dark forces stand in your way. It is time to learn how to overcome the obstacles that keep you out of your promised land. Knowledge of God will pave the path for you to walk in His blessing. Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Dr. Ray Self. You know, folks, the question I'm asked, and I think a lot of people are asking here at the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, is, God, where are you? In the midst of all this, I don't understand, God. Why are you allowing this? Of course, the sovereign grace people say, well, God's in control. Are we saying that God put this virus on us? No, he did not. But God, where are you? It's an incredible question. That's a question we want to address today. It's an important question. You know, scripture, the one scripture I'm meditating on that I want to talk about today is in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, Peter said, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And so he's granting us everything we need through through knowledge. That's the way I, I interpret that scripture. I think it's a fair interpretation. But God, where are you? I mean, what are we missing here? What what What's up? I mean, you're the Alpha, the Omega, who was and is and is to come. You're the Lord God who says, I am Lord God, I, I change not. I mean, God, if you're the same, what, what happened? I mean, it, it seems like you're distant. It seems like... I can't figure it out. Uh, the prophetic people is interesting. All the prophecies that have not come true. You know, so many things. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. That's a whole other topic. But God, where are you? I have a special guest today, Pastor Bob Levins. And Pastor Bob is going to uh, address these issues. This is an important issue. I mean, for my life, I need to know, God, where are you? What am I missing? What am I, what am I supposed to do? What's the church supposed to do? What's our response? So again, welcome uh, to the studio, Pastor Bob. I'm really glad to have you with us. And so going forward in 2021 as a church and, and, and answering the question, God, where are you? How do we address this? Ray, thank you so much for having me today. I, I don't know that there's one simple answer here, but we certainly have to evaluate what's going on. The promise of the word is that God does not change. So if it seems like things are out of control. I think now it's time for us to look inward. And I think the church has to reevaluate some things. Uh, you know, we live in a day now where, uh, you know, people seem to be focused in so many different directions that they've lost the principal purpose of being a follower of Christ. And that is, as Paul said, to know him. And I, I, I think that God is awakening the church. He may be shaking the church and refocusing us on him and what is truly important. So, honestly, what you're saying, and, and I think if everybody listening, I think we realize this, but maybe we have missed this. The purpose of the church is to help us to know him. And maybe in 2020, God didn't change. Maybe it was the church that changed. Maybe we're the ones missing it. I mean, I don't think God's missing it. But to know him I believe, is the answer to everything. To know him is not only the purpose of the church, 
but it's also the purpose of our life. It's the purpose of our existence, and it's, it's to our benefit to know him. So tell me more about that, Bob. You know, I think it's interesting because when Paul wrote Philippians, it was just about his last book. He had already written First and Second Corinthians or Romans. And I remember as I read Philippians, because we're talking about chapter 3, verse 10, where Paul said, I want to know Christ. And I remember thinking, why would Paul say that? He's written two-thirds of the New Testament. You would think he knows him. And if the Apostle Paul says, I want to know him, how much more do we as believers need to know him? So it's not just a question of knowledge alone, but it's a question of experience. Uh, there are two Greek words for knowledge, and in this particular instance, Paul uses the word which describes knowledge that comes through experience. So I can read a book about Ray Self, but unless I spend time with him, and enjoy some fellowship, I won't get to know him by book knowledge alone. Uh, and I think that's, a, that's what Paul's cry was. I want more experience with Christ. You know, it's interesting, Bob. I've, I've often said that um, so many people say, well, I, I just love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. And, and I've asked people uh, many times, well, do you know him? Do you know the author of the Word? Maybe in 2020, we didn't know God like we thought. Um, I know we were talking before the show about theology, which means to study God, to, to get to know him. And then when you mention the word theology today, it's like, oh my gosh, theology, that's boring. I don't need theology because I, I've, got, I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the anointing. But theology is to know God. And I keep thinking that in 2020, we missed something when it comes to knowing God. And I know it's critical for the church going forward. I know it's critical for my life, and it's critical for everyone listening to this show to know him. I think it started much, you know, it, it was a problem that started long ago. I don't think this is something that just happened in 2020. I think we're seeing the manifestation and the fruit of years of being more focused on our needs, focused on what God has to offer instead of him himself. You know, there's a trend I started to notice when I was a pastor that people would come to visit my church and I, I like to describe it. They visited the church like they were going to a restaurant. They wanted to see what was on the menu and decide if this is where they want to, you know, come to come to be, be with other Christians on Sundays. Um, so they didn't come in with the idea of I want to be discipled and I want to serve. They came in with the attitude, what am I going to receive? And, you know, that subtle distraction changes people and their perception. And then, of course, as you mentioned, theology and studying God's Word, because if you have a bad theology, you'll have bad expectations, and that can really lead you astray. I know the word theology um, in the Spirit-filled churches, in a way, sort of has a bad context. It's like, well, um, with theology, it's, it's going to be dry, it's going to be boring, and, you know, you've heard that. That's all seminary stuff, or we call them cemetery stuff. But theology is to know him. And we talked earlier about people are being swayed by every wind of doctrine. They're being swayed by, by, by false teaching. And, and some people are teaching false, false, not to me intentional, but it's just, it's out of ignorance and no offense to anybody. But theology impacts your life. Proper theology can be the difference between, well, originally be the difference between heaven and hell, but proper theology can be the difference between success and failure, between knowing God and not knowing him. And I think going forward, uh, we've got to get back to this. 
You know, when I went to seminary, there were a lot of people that would talk about it like I was wasting my time, that I was being full of, you know, being, my head was being filled up with head knowledge. And I remember thinking, how could the study of God's word be unspiritual? Today, we have a problem that I'm going to step on some toes here, I think, Dr. Self, but there are people standing behind pulpits that shouldn't be behind pulpits. Uh, we seem to now be so against knowledge, against theology. You know, there's a song, I think the words go, don't give me theology, just give me Jesus. And my question is always, well, which Jesus? The Jesus of the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Jesus of the Mormons. You know, a lot of people have views on who Jesus is. And once you start to discuss it, once you start to disagree with somebody, you are now, in a way, practicing theology. Yeah, that, that is so true. It, it is so true. I, I think there's a church. What do you think, Pastor Bob, going forward as a church? What, what does a church need to focus? Maybe, I think, first off, we might need to repent because I, I do believe that we don't know him like we thought we knew him. And perhaps, and I'll just say this, perhaps we got so caught up in the gifting and, and so caught up in the uh, how to have a, a wonderful, successful life and how to be happy and satisfied and, and all these different topics that maybe we got away from the true knowledge of him, which actually is the answer, according to Peter, to, to everything we need in life. Everything pertaining to life and godliness is through the true knowledge of him. I think my passion is we've got to know God. And it's critical that we know God. I think we missed God quite a bit in 2020, and we've got to know God. And that comes to the study, a study of Him. I mean, theology means study of God. It's not boring. It's studying our Savior. It's studying our Creator. It's getting to know Him. And the benefit of this is enormous. It benefits your life, your family. How do you know what God wants you to do? Or you say, well, I have a prophetic gift. Well, how do you know if it's a real prophetic gift if you don't know God, you don't know his word? The ramifications are critical. And I think this is going to sound maybe a little harsh, but I think we got to get back to sound theology. I think it's critical for our congregations. It's critical for our community. It's critical for our families. Well, you know, you're speaking my heart right now because I'm a teacher and there's nothing I love more than expounding on the Word of God. As a young man, as I sat under the teaching of some wonderful professors, the more I understood God's Word, the closer it drew me to Him. And the more I understood His Word, it prevented me from being distracted by false teaching. You know, this is an interesting illustration. My father used to be a banker. And as a child, I asked him one time, I said, Dad, did you ever come across counterfeit money? You know, he, he was a teller and counted money all day. And he said to me, of course I have. I said, Dad, how did you catch counterfeit? And he said this to me, and I never forgot it. He goes, the bank trained us. They didn't train us what counterfeit was. They made us spend so much time understanding what real money felt like, what it smelt like. We could hold it in our hands. We understood it so well that we would never be deceived by counterfeit. So he said, when I was counting money, I could feel it because I was so used to the authentic thing. And I think what people need today, especially in the church, is to go back to the authentic message of the gospel. We've been so distracted, even in our worship. I don't know if you've noticed, Dr. Self, but it seems our worship songs are more about us now than they are about God. It's been a dramatic change in the church, and I think it's been hurting us. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit one of my pet peeves. One of the things that aggravates me the most is, I don't want to go to church and sing a song about me. I want to sing a song about the Lord. I want to worship the Lord and tell him how much I love him. 
But I think being swayed by every wind of doctrine, uh, we, we need to repent of this. And how do you know the truth? You, you know the truth because a study of his word and, and getting close to him. How do I know the counterfeit? Because I know the real. I've heard that for years. It's a great, you know, it's, it's a great analogy. I think I saw a, a teacher, I'm not going to claim full credit for this, but I like the way he explained this. He said, we have built the church by being carnal. And we have, because we've given a worldly carnal message, the world has come to our church. And now, because we have built the church with carnal methods, we have to stay carnal to keep the people happy. I know that sounds really harsh, but there's people in every church, I believe, that are hungry for the truth. They're hungry for the gospel. They're hungry for things that can change their life. I know it's tempting to 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 be worldly because the world will come to your church, but I believe you're right. We, I think God expects us to get back to the gospel. This is one thing Paul, Paul preaches. This one thing I know is Christ and him crucified. Um, it's to the benefit of people. It's not boring. It's not dry. It's to the benefit. Ultimately, we can do feel-good services, and that's that's fine if you want to do a feel-good service, but if people don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're in trouble, and we're in trouble, and I think it displeases God. Now, that's my little soapbox for the day there, but go ahead, Bob. Well, you know what's funny? We, we often talk about finding um, a love relationship. Uh, we all know the days when we were single, and we said, you know, when you stop looking for love, it seems to find you. Yeah. Well, we've been so focused on receiving the fruit of joy, peace, and all these wonderful things, we forgot, or even the gifts. You know, I am a Pentecostal believer. I'm a spirit-filled man, and I believe the gifts are necessary and essential for today. But the temptation becomes the pursuit of the gifts and not the gift giver. And I know, you know, this has been talked about before, but I think more now than ever, and, and I, I think it goes back to the original question that you asked, where is God? And I think that he is trying to get us to focus on him. And when we do, when he becomes our focus, when he becomes the desire of our faith, the goal of our faith, peace, the gifts, all the things we seek flow when they're not the primary focus. You know, Bob, the question, and I, and I like that too, because I've heard, I've taught this for years, I love the flow in the spiritual gifts. Um, you know, I'm, I'm charismatic, and I love the flow in the gifts. But I understand if you don't understand the Word of God, what happens is you'll get so focused on the gifts that you'll end up in deception eventually. And a um, little, little comment on that. But where are you, God, in 2020? And God, what do you want me to do in 2021? Where are you, God? I'm telling you, and after talking to you, Bob, even more convinced than ever that proper theology will help you find God. Proper theology is going to give you a better relationship with God. Proper theology is going to help you determine God's will. Proper theology is going to benefit you and your family. Knowing him is about having a good, solid theology. You will not recognize God if he's standing in front of you if you do not have good theology. In the New Testament, you saw the Pharisees. God himself was standing in front of them, but because of their poor religious background and poor theology, they couldn't recognize Jesus Christ, the Son of God, standing in front of them. Because why? They did not really understand God's word. You know, it's funny because if you have bad theology today, and let's be honest, you know, we are, we are surrounded in a swamp of false prophets today. Now, there's a difference between somebody who I may disagree with on non-essential doctrines, but when we get to the essential doctrines, if they're off, 
if they're out of balance, we may have false expectations of who God is and what our relationship, what the fruit of our relationship with him will be. Now we have bad expectations that will never be fulfilled. We can go to a building with a cross on it. We could be disappointed in our life and say Christianity doesn't work because we had a bad theology. And I've seen that so many times in my life where people have come from another church where they had horrible teaching, bad expectations, and they wanted to give up on Christianity. And I had to help them unlearn what they learned before I can help them progress in their walk with Christ. So proper theology or uh, a systematic study of the Word of God is going to benefit you in, in a lot of ways. You know, I've often, as a teacher and a preacher, I use what I call the so what principle. So what does this have to do with me? How does theology affect me? Well, it does affect you. It affects your life. It affects your relationship with God. And your relationship with God should be everything to you. So, you know, to getting back to sound theology, now I know, and that's an interesting point, because even in the teaching of theology, there's still many different interpretations of that. But I used to tell my students all the time, I said, you don't have to memorize every book in the Bible, but you have to understand the basics of the gospel. What is the primary message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You must get that. Okay, if you get the primary message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Jesus Christ, if you get that, that's your foundation, and you can increase from there, and then you will know God. And then if you know God, the benefits are just amazing. And that I think we've just got to know him. I feel in 2020, I was uh, I was like this. God, where are you? I don't think I know you. You know, he's, he's still God. He's still the same God. He's, he hasn't gone away. And, but theology, systematic study of the word, is going to help us find him again, get back in his purpose, get back to what he's called us to do. This is what we have to do as a church going forward. I would say the church has got to get back to the gospel. You know, I had a woman in my church who used to always like to correct me after every sermon. Uh, tell me where I was wrong. And she was always telling everybody what uh, the Lord was saying. She said, I feel the Lord saying this, the Lord saying this. And she was always wrong. And finally, one day I confronted her and I asked her, I said, how many books of the Bible have you actually read? She read one book from the Old Testament and two from the New. And I remember thinking, you can't know God without knowing his word. Now, does that mean everybody has to be a scholar? No. But the reason she was wrong all the time is because she didn't know God's word. All right. Imagine trying to describe somebody that, you know, let's say there was an autobiography written and I, I wrote one and, and Ray, you try to tell everybody who I am and you never read my autobiography. What do you really know about me? So, you know, it starts with, with God's word. And I think it's interesting, Peter knew God, John, Matthew, they knew God, but God used Paul, the theologian, to write two-thirds of the New Testament. There's a reason for that. And I think we have to go back to the principle of God's word, studying it, growing in the knowledge of his word, where we learn what he wants for us, and then we can now have expectations that are biblical and sound. You know, that's so good, Bob. So, you know, in 2020, when people are going, God, where are you? You know, God, what happened? I, I don't I don't get it. The theology is to get to know him. Theology is to to find God. Theology is to discover God. Theology is to 
to know him. Now, I know people can turn theology into strictly an intellectual pursuit, but it should not be that. Theology is, the, is, is getting to know our Savior, coming to know the truth about God, coming to know what is of God, what is not of God, coming to know what pleases God, coming to know what God requires of me, coming to know what God has for me. This is through the word of God. And yes, then we can flow prophetically in signs and wonders. We can do all that incredible stuff, but it comes to the knowledge of him. It's uh, one of the themes of my ministry uh, is, you know, my ministry is, you know, International College of Ministry. The theme of our college is spirit and truth. We can flow in the spirit, but if you don't have the truth of the word of God, you're going to get weird, you're going to get flaky, and you're going to miss it. God, where are you? Where have you been? Well, he's in his word. His word has not changed, and this will direct us. I believe in 2021, I want to know God. I want to know what's up. I want to hear God. It's critical. I think, and I think we missed him. I think we missed him in 2020 to some extent. Maybe it's going, like you said, it goes back years and years and years, but quit Listeners, listening to me, quit thinking of theology as, oh my gosh, theology, boring. It's not boring. It's life. It's godliness. It's everything you need. It's knowledge of God. It's knowledge of him that'll keep you out of trouble, that'll lead you to salvation, that'll lead you to truth, that'll lead you to abundance. This is what theology is, and it's critical for us going forward. And Ray, I, again, you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir here. Um, I think the church... If it's going to be successful, because let's face it, our, our nation is changing, all right? We are no longer a nation that celebrates Christianity for the most part, even in our governmental authorities, they're opposed to the gospel of Christ. Well, let me tell you something. If you're on the edges, you may be consumed unless you are grounded in the word of God. And the only way to do that is through teachers, to study, People who have gone, you know, God has called teachers to the church for a reason. And yet, I, I've seen another trend where people seem to think they don't need the body of Christ. That they can do this all on their own. Well, you know what? I don't want a doctor who taught himself. I want somebody who learned at school, who who, who gained knowledge. I want my, my plumber, my mechanic. I want them to be people who learned their trade before they practiced it. And in the church, we seem to think that we don't need teachers. We don't need people to, to you know, reveal the word of God to us. Yes, we do. That's why God gave the gift of teachers to the church. And we need to, you know, get under some good teaching, learn from the word of God, and maybe one day God will raise up to be raise you up to be a teacher. That's so good, Bob. And of course, it's a great moment for me to say, hey, International College of Ministry at icmcollege.org is an on that's that's my school that's my baby I'm the founder of it that's where you can get a spirit filled degree you can get an accredited degree in theology ministry Christian counseling even prophetic ministry check it out icmcollege.org so that's my little promo now if you order in the next ten minutes you'll get two for only nineteen ninety five just kidding <laughs> but anyway listen guys it's um I I think what we're trying to say is. If we want to find God and you want to know where God is, it's going to come through study of his word. We must get back to knowing him. God, God's going, hey, I'm right here. You, you're, I'm, you know, it's not, I'm not, I haven't gone away. I hear the Lord saying, I'm, I'm, I'm still here. And theology is going to help you know who God is, where God is, what God wants. It'll also help you recognize things that are not of God, which can hurt you and your family. Uh, any final comments, Pastor Bob? 
I, I, I think God is directing the church once again to focus on him. And the way we learn more of him is, as we've said time and time again today, through his word, and then the application of his word. So going forward, the body of Christ, revival always starts with repentance, Ray. Always starts with repentance. And I think we need to you know, take a moment to say, Lord, have we lost our focus on you? Have we taken your word for granted? Are we cherishing what you would reveal to us through scripture? Or are we more concerned with what we're getting and losing focus on you? That's where I think God is leading us and where the church needs to go. So perhaps as we close, and thank you so much, Pastor Bob Levins. As we as we close, maybe you need to repent and go, Lord, forgive me. I got off track. I got away from your word. I got away from the truth, Lord. Forgive me. I want to know you. I want to know you as never before. I don't want to be led astray. I want to be a student of your word just to know you more, Lord. You know, repent. It's never too late to start over. God's waiting for us to come to the true knowledge of him. This is Dr. Ray Self. Thank you for listening today to Self Talk. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps our show reach more people and spread the gospel. You can purchase Dr. Self's latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com. Please visit Dr. Self's webpage at icmcollege.org for more information and free downloads.